Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Luncheon with Lisa. Um, I'm excited about this Thursday because we have some extra exciting news to share. Um, and we are actually ending the leadership takeover on Luncheon with Lisa, but it doesn't end all together. This is just getting started. Um, and we'll explain why that is in just a minute. I wanted to give you a little background on some things that are going on with me and um, DSM Media and Dove Style Magazine and things. So just to remind you all that DSM Media is actually um, the background production for Luncheon with Lisa, but we also have a lineup of shows. So we have um, Tuesdays, we have Upfront Mind, Body and Soul with host Michelle Bolden Hammond. And then we have, of course, Luncheon with Lisa on Thursdays. Um, at 7 p.m. Michelle's show is also at 7 p.m. And then on Saturdays, we actually have Moms We See You with host Dr. Tashika Green and Jacqueline Griffin. And they come on at 10 a.m. on Saturdays. I think we are picking up um, a show on Friday. To uh, The Stars with Tamika Joy is coming back on Friday night at 7 p.m. So we're excited about the lineup. So if you're looking for somebody to help you with background production, we also do graphics, we do promo videos, we do social media postings, um, and we actually have a good time doing it. So um, look us up, DSM Media. It's me and my co-founder, um, the co-founder, Shariva Smith. We both um, work that business and have a good time. Um, it's a mixture of old school and new schools. So <laughs> <laughs> the combination is great. So I also wanted to shout out, and I didn't do this last week, but for you all that don't know, my sister is actually running for Gwinnett County State Court Judge oh. in Gwinnett County in Georgia. So if you live in that area, I'm so excited. May 24th is approaching very fast um, and we will soon know, but she has been working her tail off. She's already been appointed associate um, judge. So she is Judge Dove. That happened um, not too long ago. So we're so proud of her. Um, but we are trying to take this all the way. So I am cheering her on. So if you're in Gwinnett County, please go out there and make sure you do what you got to do. Um, she will serve you well. So I also wanted to mention Dove Style Magazine. If you all didn't know, we're celebrating 10 years. I also want to share with you that our guests that are on tonight and all of the co-authors are actually featured in Dove Style Magazine. And because we're celebrating 10 years, we're actually going to have what is the very first um, Hidden Treasure Awards. So we're getting all the details together and share with everybody. But this was actually created because I actually feel like a lot of times we're missing some of those hidden treasures, those people that we never think about that are doing amazing things. And it's not to take away from those that we always see, but it's just to remind you that there are other people out there that are doing some amazing things. And I actually want to be um, able to shout them out. So the Hidden Treasure Awards is going to be amazing. Sometime in November of this year, we will be having it. I'm hoping it will be in person. Let's pray that everything goes well, but I'm hoping it will be a wonderful affair. So I also want to remind you that you can actually do ad space in Dove Style Magazine. So please reach out to us if you want to promote your business, your event, um, somebody um, that you think would be a great feature, you know, hit us up. But we do have ad space for anything that you might think you want to get the message out. Um, I wanted to also remind you that last or July, January of this year, I celebrated my year um, of publishing from my own publishing company, Touch by Dove Publishing, uh, my first book in my uh, 
Cam Capers children's book series called When Gigi Meets Cam. And it's actually starting off by the first day that we met. Um, and I actually had the, the illustrator actually made the cover in the likeness of a picture that we took together. Um, and then I tried to have the characters in the book look similar to mom and dad, like glasses, that kind of thing. Um, so this is actually a legacy project of mine. Um, and it will, you know, we will follow Camden and I. That's my grandbaby. I know we include the family, like, you know, Lolo and mommy and daddy, they they play a part. But it's really about me and my Cam. Um, so we have a few more books that are coming and a lot of great things that are going to come from this, like coloring books, like activity books. Cam's favorite things is coming up. So we're going to have some good times with that. And, and you all, if you're on Facebook, you can go visit Cam Corner and follow us. We take pictures. He comes and hangs out. And it's just a wonderful place to capture those memories. So please stay tuned. I also want to, and she probably think I'm missing this, but I'm not. But Shariva Smith has her own business. She is an amazing couponer. So she has a business called Saving My Pockets um, that helps keep your money in your pocket. So um, she was never going through that frenzy that some of us were going through trying to find stuff. She had it all right there with her. <laughs> but she does a lot of master classes and, and, and classes. And she has a couple of Facebook pages that you can join and find out tips um, and ideas about how couponing works. So please reach out to Shariva and give her some love. I think that's everything. Um, Sharif, if I miss something, you will surely let me know. But I wanted to now, um, I wanted to um, actually say, I'm trying to get my words together because when Dr. Shirley got on, I was probably in the same mood you were that there's a celebration brewing. Um, and if you all don't remember last week when we told you about the virtual party for Step Into Leadership Greatness, um, Leaders Producing Leaders Volume 2, if you missed the announcement about the virtual party, then you missed a very good time. But we have even more news. So I wanted to first say congratulations to all of the ladies that were a part of Step Into Leadership Greatness, Leaders Producing Leaders Volume 2, Visionary Dr. Jennifer Jones Bryant, the forward author Dr. Mary the afterward, Donald Drummer, and all of the co-authors, my fellow co-authors co here, and everyone you've seen in the last three weeks, because it was truly a takeover on Lunch with Lisa. They have been, look, nobody else can get on here because I'm like, no, the co-authors are coming here. But we actually made, and you all correct me if I'm wrong, but we actually made international bestseller as of yesterday. And it was absolutely amazing. Everybody went to work making this happen. So congratulations. This is huge. Um, and I just wanted to make sure that you all realize that um, this this happened and it, it happened almost so quickly. But for everybody who um, really participated and supported any one of the authors, um, anyone who was involved, thank you so much. This was an international bestseller and author in several categories, uh, workplace culture, workplace behavior, and there were a couple of others. So we we did the daggone thing. Um, and a special shout out to Dr. Jennifer. She is amazing. Um, as a leader, she just, she really led us to this um, wonderful place. And this is only the beginning. Like I said, this is only the start. This book is going to do amazing things. Um, Dr. Shirley even shared with me that somebody has actually within what, the first 24 hours, um, somebody has actually done a, read the book and I'm done a review. review. Absolutely. They were waiting. 
They're yes. waiting How to buy the store. Is that that is amazing. Um, so leadership ain't no joke. So if y'all haven't been listening the last three weeks, I'm hoping you're going to catch us tonight and then pay attention. There's several ladies that you can tap into about this leadership thing. But I want to welcome my guests tonight, Dr. Shirley Bryant and Dr. Karen Pruden. I want to talk to you all about leadership and about this book because we got different energy on us tonight. Um, so first of all, tell me a little bit about who you are. Um, and then we're going to get into this leadership thing. And I'm going to ask you a little bit about how you're feeling about where this book took us as of yesterday. So, Dr. Shirley, tell us a little bit about who you are. So, uh, Lisa, before I do that, I want to give a shout out to Dr. Karen Pruden. She is the person who introduced me to this whole anthology thing. <laughs> and in essence, she gave me the confidence and the feeling that I could do this. So leaders producing leaders and my chapter strategic relationships that cultivate leader development opportunities. She is like Dr. Bryant, the essence of what that means to me. And it was through my introduction to, or my meeting her that I met Dr. Jennifer Bryant. You remember that night? So Karen, <laughs> I just wanted to like, I believe in giving people their roses and flowers while they are alive. So I have to say that it was because of my introduction to you and your encouragement that I went on to have the confidence to try a second anthology. I want to publicly uh, to recognize you and thank you for that. That's awesome. Awesome. Now, yeah. Yeah. I just want to say that. And I, this opportunity was like, to my mind, it was strategically planned that perfect. it would just be you and I. <laughs> so I was like, oh, perfect timing for that opportunity to acknowledge you and, and thank you. For, for believing me and encouraging me and in essence, leaders, developing leaders. Yes. So um, I am Dr. Shirley Bryant and everything I do, Lisa, and we've said this, you've heard me say this millions of times, is to be a good example for my son who's 13. Um, and while we are parents, we still have an obligation to be mentors and show them what leadership looks like. So, and as I told you before, that was the reason I started a company called Let's Talk About It. And mm -hmm. I coach children behavior-wise. Um, and it was a result of me being home with my son, um, homeschooling him. I had the opportunity to see some of his behaviors, some that need to be corrected up close and personal. And many stemmed from him being home with me and his father, not interacting with his friends, like he did prior to COVID. So I recognized that not only would he as a 13 year old have to deal with some of those challenges. Um, a nonprofit I started called Educating Our Youth, again, is to educate our children, prepare them for the future because these are these children that are, and they're gonna run this country. And what we invest in them is what society's going to get. Absolutely. And I'm hopeful that it won't result in a mass shooting, a racist, racist inspired or hate crime. So, again, everything I do is about the future of my son, this family, this country and the future of life legacy. Without me here, I want to know that I have left a positive legacy that will continue after I'm long gone. And people might just remember my name. Absolutely. I love it. So, Dr. Karen. We got the doctors in the house tonight, right? So, Dr. Karen, tell us a little bit about who you are. Yes, I am sometimes affectionately called the C-suite career elevation strategist. I specifically work with um, professional women who aspire to be in the C-suite 
typically it's middle managers who aspire to be in the C-suite uh, or in senior management or in entrepreneurship. And I worked with them on leading people, leading change using technology and analytics. And specifically, I helped them impact and influence their way in senior leadership in order to achieve their organizational goals. If they're entrepreneurs, it's to achieve their own goals. If they're in corporate America, because I am still in the C-suite in corporate America, um, then it is to achieve the goals of their employer. And so I, this is a passion point of mine. And certainly I kind of fell into this because when I was um, in middle management, I didn't know any females in the C-suite. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody that was senior anything, no VPs, no AVPs, no SVPs. And so what do you do when you're looking, when you think that you have the talent for this position and you just need a roadmap on how to get there, but you don't know anyone who has actually walk that walk and talk that talk and so what i did was the equivalent of a cold call on linkedin about 15 years ago sent an email and said hey will you be my mentor along with my resume and she said yes for 350 dollars an hour and your girl yeah. who didn't know anybody in the c-suite said let's do it and That's I great. worked with her for a year and I was later promoted and I've been in the C-suite ever since then. And so what I learned from that experience is that not every mentorship and coaching requires a invoice. You mm. know, I, I believe that women leaders should be in the highest positions that they're qualified for. But it doesn't always require an invoice. And so that's kind of how I fell into my community, Sister Leaders Community. I have a Sister Leaders Academy, and I also do a Sister Leaders Conference annually. But I am really committed to elevating um, and having women help being a tool for women to get in the highest positions mm -hmm. in entrepreneurship or in corporate America. And it doesn't always cost an invoice. That's right. I love actually I love that. Um, because that's absolutely true. Um, because we learn more sometimes with general conversation as long as both parties are willing to to share, listen, and 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 speak. Um, so yeah, I, I, I appreciate that approach. Um, so as you can see, um leadership is all up in the room. Okay. So because this is what they do as a as just a lifetime mission anyway. So this book was just perfect. So I want to get into a little bit about you explain now we understand why you're part of this project. Really, if you're paying attention, you should know why they're part of this project. But tell me a little bit about um this leaders producing leaders because you kind of explained exactly that in your story but why is that why is that so important why was this leadership project so important to be a part of dr shirley so i would say um lisa um as i spoke earlier maybe not this time that i am a retired military person senior ranks and everything that the military prepares you to do is to produce someone to replace you your entire career consists of doing those things. And then after retirement, and I saw what I call the real civilians were actually catching on and doing it. I was so impressed. And I was so drawn to Dr. Bryant when I first met her. And I was like, this lady, oh my gosh, she's so smart. She's doing the thing. Because, And as I do it, real civilians, 
we have these conversations daily about like, really, why are you thinking like that? It's, it's really not about you. It's about where we're going to go next year, five years, 10 years. And we're preparing to move this organization in that direction. So I would say most of my captivation or being captivated with this project has a lot to do with my former military career. And then strategic relationships. I feel I felt I learned more about the importance of strategic relationships after I retired. Okay. Because the military doesn't really train us that way. Like, mm-hmm. let's, you know, we say we got our sister and brother's back and front and side, but it doesn't necessarily say let's communicate and let's find ways to collaborate. Okay. It's like focus is up and mm-hmm. sometimes to a side, but when I became a civilian, I understood the importance of building strategic relationships or connecting with the right people based on where I wanted to go and knowing when, if that person wasn't the person to help me get where I needed to go, sometimes moving in a very different direction. Yeah, absolutely. Intentional moving is is everything because sometimes people are all over the place. Um, they're just trying to be here, be there, don't want to miss anything. But when you get to a level where now you're strategically placing yourself um, in places because you know what your need is now, you know what you're looking for. um, That's that's the makings of more great leadership skills. So, Dr. Karen, what was your well, we clearly see why you, too, um, were in this leadership field, because that's exactly what you're doing. But what was the draw with this book? Because you were actually on volume one. Um, I was. I was. Well, true transparency. I mean, Dr. Jen is like my big sister from another mother and father. I don't know where she came from, but um, we are both um, senior HR professionals. um, And actually, we were introduced by another HR professional. I used to also be a co-host on a talk show with uh, LaDreen Peterson. And she introduced me to Dr. Jen by way of the talk show. Uh, And so I have been kind of hanging with Dr. Jen for a while. I love, she's a woman of integrity. She's a woman who strives for excellence and she'll tell it like it is. And so I like real people around me and I believe in community. And professionally, I never really had community with like-minded individuals, Mm -hmm. um, people who were on my same professional level um, because I never had individuals who aspired to be at the top position. Okay. You know, I had individuals who were okay coming in every day doing what they do every day and they were cool with that. And we need those and type of employees. But I also needed women who were on my same level to pour into me. And so Dr. Jen is one of those individuals. And so the first um, volume, Step Into Leadership Greatness, of course, I did it because it was Dr. Jen. Dr. That's Jen right. was involved, and I'm like, I'm in. I, what, what we doing? I'm right. just in before I even find out the specifics. Um, and then I, there I wrote about the absent leader, you know, okay. because, you know, I've been in this game for 27 years. I've been in leadership for 15, senior leadership for 15 years. And I wrote about the absent leader, people who have the title who don't lead. Um, and so this go around leaders producing leaders. I love it because I believe that you cannot be a leader if you're not influencing and impacting. Where are your receipts? And so I love this title for leaders producing leaders. I can point you to many people who have come across my path who have been elevated professionally and I consider them to be my receipts. And so leaders producing leaders about where are where are you impacting and influencing your way 
in your market area, wherever you are, whether it's entrepreneurship or whether it's corporate America. And so this time around, I wrote about the reluctant leader because I am a leader and I will coach you whether you want to be coached or not. (laughs) (laughs) If I know it's best for you and it's best for your career, because sometimes people don't know what they don't know and they're not very well receiving what it is because it sounds foreign to them. And so, and I have coached some reluctant leaders in my career who went on to use the same skills that they reluctantly learned, you know, (laughs) to elevate themselves, but it was a battle. But I believe that true Mm -hmm. leaders have to do that. You have to push forward. You can't soften yourself and not teach people what they need to know in order to be successful or be the best. Absolutely. So look, I'm picking up. I love the strategic relationships. I just think that that's majorly important. The other thing I picked up from Dr. Karen was the walking receipts. That's what I'm talking about. So if you got walking receipts um, and actually, you know, we are walking receipts um, from whoever led us and and produced the leadership skills in us. So I'll share this because I always forget. And then we're going to go to a commercial break. But I always forget that I had a chapter in the book too. And I always forget about talking about it because I get so excited with talking to you all. Um, and um, it brought me, because you said the absent leader and it kind of triggered that my chapter was about the unseen leader. Um, and it was because a lot of times, you know, I always had a, 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 an image of what, what what a leader was. And usually it was the person that was at the mic. Usually it was the person that was standing at the podium or the loudest person in the room. And I think people start to think, oh, that's the leader. But a lot of times you don't realize that you may not even see who's really running things. Absolutely. You may not see the person who is, is leading the way. And you have to remove ego. In, in order to be an unseen leader, the ego is out the door. Um, because you have to allow for other people to be seen. Sometimes other people will get the shine and it's okay. Um, it's all about, as Sharon Parker, who's a friend of mine, always hears me say, share the shine, because I just believe that your time will come. When it's time for it to brighten on you, it will. Um, so the unseen leader was where I focused on that, because I think a lot of times we sleep on them um, and we never realize that, oh, yeah, they're making things happen, but they're watching and then they kick in um, because I did share the story that I never um, really envisioned myself as a leader. Um, and I think it was because I just kind of jumped in where I was needed, whether it would be in the front, the middle, the back. And I never kept count. So I, I wasn't tracking it, which is not a great thing. I need to start doing that. Um, and I'm learning that and learn that through doing this chapter that I need to kind of you know, capture that. Remember what I'm doing and and where I'm helping because that's how I'm able to teach the next person how the unseen leader moves. Um, so yeah, I'm. I it has been a pleasure to work with all of you ladies and connect with you all. The networking has been amazing. The teamwork has been amazing. So we're gonna take a commercial break and then we're gonna come back and get more into this leadership talk because I, I we could do this all night. So we will be right back. <laughs>
So if you all aren't doing anything on this Saturday, I'm excited to be one of the co-hosts um, and emceeing this wonderful event. Sharon, if you all know Sharon Parker, she is the synergistic queen. She is all about our history and bridging the gap between generations um, and leading within, which is a direct connect to what's happening here with this wonderful book. Um, but the Mix and Mingle is this Saturday from two to eight, and you'll actually get the opportunity to get discount tickets to her actual ninth annual uh, Leading Within conference that's happening in September. Um, but we'll have glam shots. There'll be a makeup artist there. It's on a rooftop out in Anne Arundel um, by Anne Arundel Mills. So please check us out. There's some registration information on how you can be a part of it. Um, and plus, you know, just dress up. We haven't been able to get out, of course, safely because I am, you know, really keen on staying safe. Um, so I don't go too many places. But um, this is one of those places where I think um, that you need to really um, take a chance, get out there and meet some wonderful people that are all about leaders and our history. So. Let's get back into the conversation about leadership because we could go everywhere with this. Um, so tell me a little bit about, so I want to twist it up a little bit because the people who were on the virtual thing, they might've heard something that we already said. So I wanted to kind of tie in leadership to, I thought about when I did this project, who did I connect with as far as their leadership style? Um, who was like my motivator? And it wasn't until I, realized my style that I did some research and found out other people who actually are considered to have the same style. And I was surprised. Um, so I won't tell mine first or should I, but I'm asking Dr. Shirley or, or Dr. Karen, have you thought about somebody who you've admired the way they lead? Um, it could be someone in history. It could be your mom. It could be whoever, who is somebody who motivated you in the area of leadership? Okay, I can share. So um, someone who I watched like from afar who was in leadership before I was in leadership and you wouldn't know her name, but I'm just going to say her name because all praises to her. Her name is Bonnie White and Bonnie White was a quiet storm. She matched my personality because I will very rarely be the loudest person in the room. <laughs> um, you know, but when I open my mouth, I got something to say. And that's what I admired about um, Bonnie. She didn't waste her words. She um, assessed a lot by just looking. Mm -hmm. um, but when she opened her mouth um, or gave a directive or even gave a suggestion, um, it pulled everything that had been said in that room together. And so I have that same style. And so I resonated with her. She was one of my first mentors that I actually watched in action. And she was my mentor and didn't know that she was my mentor because she was also my boss. Oh, wow. Um, and we, and I think the part of the reason why we got along so well, there was never any friction is because we had uh, very similar styles. We were effective, um, but we were kind of quiet with it. And for HR, which is my chosen profession, um, we're pushed to the forefront a lot. Um, it's very rarely, very few things you can do in business that HR is not involved in. And so there are times when we need to be quiet, you know, quietly assessing, quietly gathering information, you know, quietly surveying employees to figure out what the temperature check is of the workforce. And so that style, 
resonated with me. She was transformational because she inspired people to be their best. So when she opened her mouth, she was very inspiring. You know, mm-hmm. she had that can-do attitude. Um, and I'm the same way. What resources can I provide you for you to be the best? Um, and so Bonnie White, even though no, you, no one up here probably knows Bonnie White, but she was one of my first mentors. And she actually introduced me to human resources because I'm one of the few people who I transitioned from management to human resources. So my specialty hasn't always been human resources. I love that. Um, and believe me, the quiet, the quiet storm really resonated with me for s- several reasons. Um, <laughs> Dr. Shirley, share with us. So I would say, Lisa, that many of the uh, leaders that I encountered were in the military and by default, they were men. Okay. So, of course, that produces a very different kind of leader. They pushed me to be very assertive and mouthy because I had to compete with a lot of men. Now, I would say to Dr. Prudence's point, I've been HR my entire life to include the military. But as when I retired a whole different spectrum, I learned that sometimes as a woman being very assertive, some might call you very aggressive, speaking when someone may necessarily want to hear what you have to say. But as I've grown as an individual, as a civilian, I have sought out women as leaders and not necessarily one person, but as I've progressed and moved on, there've always been some characteristic that I've seen in different women mm-hmm. and different women will drop a nugget. And I'm that person with my bag, put it in. <laughs> I seriously put it in. And, and to Dr. Bryant, she said to me, and I, I she probably doesn't even remember cause she just dropped it and I just picked it up. <laughs> Stay laser focused. Mm-hmm. And every day from that point, I don't remember when she said it, I wrote it down. I work from home full time. So it's like when I start my day, I work for Department of Treasury, policy writer, so HR, laser focus. Whatever you got to do, stay focused. So it's like those nuggets. Dr. Pruitt, nuggets. I got my bag. I'm picking it up. You drop <laughs> it, I'm picking it. And I'm moving on with my tool bag from all the nuggets that these different leaders have dropped along the way in my life. So. I love it. I meet someone who drops something in my life that I can use and I put it all in my little bag and I keep it moving. Well, and that's what we're supposed to do. Um, The whole point of, you know, gaining knowledge and and skills is to share it with others. It's not to keep it for self because then how is it supposed to spread? If you want something done a certain way or you think things should flow a certain way, if you keep it to yourself, it's only going to flow that way with you. Um, but if you don't share it with anybody else, how's anybody else going to learn how to do it? Um, I, I love, I'm, I'm, I didn't know I was all leadership. Like I did share, um, on the virtual launch party that this has really provided a new, um, a new topic for me, um, in discussion because I absolutely love leadership and probably was talking leadership, just had not named it yet. Um, and now I can identify what that conversation is, um, because, I, when I did my research, I even went as far as to research like how leadership works um, with um, different animal um, species, 
whether it be elephants or horses. And, and I got fascinated with how they, you know, like elephants, it's really about the mature. So the oldest elephant is really, and I think it's the female is really the one who's in charge, but um, it doesn't look like that all the time. And the horses and all different animal species have their own level of leadership who really leads the pack, which was fascinating to me. But when I looked, um, I've always loved Martin Luther King and the story and the journey and you know what he's done and found out that he was actually seen um, or he was an unseen leader. And I never envisioned it that way. But I think the way they explained it was all the things that he stood for and the, thing, the work that he did, even well after he was gone, there are people who are still moving in that space and that energy long after his passing um, on his behalf. So he taught somebody that you got to stand up. We even every Martin Luther King, we're reciting those quotes that motivate people. Um, so him and Nelson Mandela were the ones who, when I was looking for unseen leaders, who do you consider? And I was, it was interesting to me. It was kind of fascinating because it kind of opened up a door for me to more so understand my style as well. So I have a question for you all. So in give me about three characteristics of what you think are good qualities for a leader. Um, and we might be fascinated with some of them. I know there's some that are common and most people say, but give me some that you think people might not even think about that you envision as a characteristic for a leader. Dr. Shirley. Okay, I'll start with communication, um, humility, mm -hmm. and as I said the other day, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you're pouring into others, you're sacrificing something of yourself all the time. But in order to do that, I think it's understood that you're going to sacrifice. And if you don't communicate with people what your desires are or where you're trying to lead them, they will never know. That's true. And humility is simply putting one before yourself. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, I've been just very fortunate to meet so many people that have, I felt, put me before themselves, even if it's just sacrificing 10 minutes of their time to have a conversation with me about something I need to bounce off another person. This is what I'm thinking, but I want to hear when I present it to you as someone I respect, how do you think I should uh, approach the situation? What do you think is the best way to approach typically something difficult and to sacrifice time with everyone being so busy to me is a sacrifice in itself. Absolutely. And look, I wanted to do a special shout out. I did see Dr. Jennifer is posting because she's probably still working and, and leading somewhere. <laughs> um, and congratulations to you, Dr. Jennifer, on your leadership. I know the joke that I kind of started was if you're looking up leadership in the dictionary, you probably see Dr. Jennifer's picture sitting right there like, ah, how you doing? Um, <laughs> but thank you so much for tuning in, Dr. Jennifer. We know you're busy. Thank you for leading the way. Um, pay pay trailblazing actually because yesterday was fire absolute fire um it was it was seamless it was um it was just amazing and the conversation was really inspiring to me it wasn't just you know you really everyone really shares some tips that people could have walked away from and used immediately um absolutely immediately it's not something you had to think about it was like 
the aha moments were like right there. So um, thanks for tuning in. Shout out to you for leading us um, into an international bestseller um, in so many wonderful categories. The categories, I was just like, yes, okay, that's that's how you want to do it. So congratulations to everybody. So Dr. Karen, give me some characteristics of what you consider to be a good leader. Um, I would say <clears throat> integrity. Who are you when no one's around? Um, I think um, great leaders are charged with making difficult decisions mm -hmm. um, that impact people's lives, livelihoods, um, finances. And so um, you have to think through those decisions. And so and you have to do it in an integral way. Um, sometimes those decisions do not always benefit you and they're not supposed to benefit you. It may be for the betterment of the group as a whole. And right. so I think integrity is big. Who are you when no one is really looking? Um, the second is courage. It takes courage to um, stand behind something that you know is right but unpopular. And I do that a lot. I do, and, and people actually tap me on the shoulder and ask me to do that because they're afraid to do it. But if it's the right thing to do, it takes courage to make those unpopular decisions. And then the ability to be flexible. What was right today might not be right tomorrow and be able to say it. Yesterday, I made the decision based on the information that I had. Today, I'm making this decision, which is different based on the information that I have. And so you have to be flexible in leadership because dynamics change around you all the time. You Absolutely. know, employees, processes, technology, environmental situations in terms of competitors. And so you have to be flexible and not think about the decision that you made the day before. You make it based on what's before you at that particular time. And so those are just three of the many competencies that I'm sure a lot of us um, can talk about, but those are the three that comes to mind for me. Yeah, you actually took one of mine was definitely flex flexibility. Um, you just have to be able to pivot um, and change um, sometimes at a moment's notice um, and not get flustered. Um, or if you do for a minute, because we're all human, you got to be able to shake that off and keep it moving. Because mm -hmm. um, sometimes it just is what it is at the moment. Um, the other one I had was being accountable, which I think we mentioned too, is um, accountability. And the last one that I think I mentioned previously when we were talking is that ego that can get in the way. I think a lot of times I've witnessed people in that wonderful in that lane. But if that mm -hmm. ego is present, it really does block a lot of what you know, you know, sometimes you can see the gift in people, but because of that, it's like you just can't receive it. So um, and it's something you, that I've had to learn over the years is sometimes we have to remove that, just lose it um, and, and don't let that be a part of what a, the teaching, the coaching, the receiving, because we actually have to be the other one that I wanted to share was being able to listen um, to other people. A lot of times think people think that leaders are always the ones who are talking. Um, but a lot of times leaders are just very observant. Um, <laughs> and a lot of times, like you said, Dr. Karen, very quiet. So you might not hear the leader. Um, it's funny that we're talking about this now. I was watching a movie last night. Um, well, I can't remember what we were watching. And um, 
a guy was standing over, um, I think it was Brad Pitt was in the movie or something. And he was asking him, you know, what, why are you here? Why are you here? And he wouldn't respond to him. And then he looked over his shoulder at another guy. So he said, why, why do you keep looking at him? And he said, because he's the one that's in charge. And <laughs> I thought about that. And I was like, okay, so he was reading the room. So it's not always the person that you're talking to who's the leader. So he knew, you know, that the observer in the back that didn't have much to say was the one who was really calling the shots. Um, but I mean, that's part of being humble. That's part of, you know, separating yourself because that's not your role. I think with leaders, we sometimes have to understand our role in each given situation, which may be different considering on what's going on. So that's why I love talking about this leadership thing. So what we're going to do, we're going to take another commercial break and then we're going to come back and we're going to make sure that you all find out how to connect with these ladies. And of course, do a little more celebrating about this international bestseller that we just got. So we'll be right back. And if you all love those commercials, those promos, that is courtesy of DSM Media. But of course, if you're not doing anything on Saturday, please check Sharon Parker out. Um, she's doing some wonderful things in the community. And so are these ladies. So let's talk a little bit more about this book before we let everybody know where they can find you. So um, I'm thinking that we've been we've been doing the rounds. We've been sharing about leadership on all platforms and all kinds of things but i'm trying to think of something that we haven't touched on because we've given so much so many nuggets as dr shirley was saying we've been just dropping nuggets and popcorn all over the place people should be all filled up i mean full the virtual um launch party just i was full um but what is a tip that you think that most people um, haven't shared about leadership. Can you think of anything that, I mean, because a lot of times we're on the same page, we're thinking about the same things. Is there anything that's kind of out of the box that you would kind of look at as something in leadership? So let's start with you, Dr. Karen. I would say, you know, one of the things that I um, am, what is the word I want to use? Um, upset that I didn't take seriously throughout my lifetime is um, I took Spanish for six years, but I can't speak it fluently. <laughs> so, um, you know, um, you don't want anything to be a barrier for you. And so I really, if you want, if you are looking to be in leadership and you want to add something to your toolbox, try being bilingual. Yeah. Trilingual, bilingual, learn other languages. I think here in the U.S. we're a little bit arrogant because we we don't we won't learn other um, languages a lot. Other countries require people to learn English, but we don't mm -hmm. require our people to learn other languages, and that is a barrier if you're working internationally. Yeah, if you're working internationally, you need to know how to speak you know, several type of languages, depending on where you're navigating. And so I would, um, I, I can feel my way internationally, but I am a little disappointed in myself that although I did take Spanish and French, that I 
do not know how to speak either fluently and I should. You know, I memorized the information to pass the test, but I didn't learn the language. And so if you're looking to be in leadership, particularly global leadership with international companies, then you need to learn languages in the companies that your company operate. Um, that will help you when it comes to being identified as that leader who may need to accept the assignment. And so that is something that I will offer because I could kick myself that I didn't take that a little yeah. bit more seriously. And I do, I, I did pretty good, but I do think that that could, could possibly have been a barrier for me. Um, so I don't want anyone else to go through that. That's a good one. Um, I am guilty as charged as well. I took um, Spanish all through college, uh, high school. I, yeah, I took Spanish and I can so I can read it. Um, mm -hmm. But speaking it is something I missed. And I did. I had an aunt who actually was um, she could speak French <laughs> and Spanish um, and was approached all the time. Um, and just it just came out and I was like, oh, man, that would be just so cool. Um, so I like that one. I think I'm going to, you know, piggyback on that with Dr. Karen. So, Dr. Shirley, can you think of something that's kind of an out of the box characteristic? Um, I would say and I, I'm not sure if this will be characteristic, but I think sometimes we as women minimize our impact. Mm. And I say that for the perspective of the powerhouse, Dr. Brown, who's here. I truly believe that this book is going to impact this world and maybe even the future of this country. That's how big and broad I think that real leadership really does impact. So maybe we're thinking my children. I'm thinking my son, mm -hmm. his son, his son, his son, this, this country, this world. And as women, we're probably taught to minimize our impact. But I think that that doesn't mean we have to see it that way because it's a legacy builder. That's right. That's right. I love what well, actually that's going to be here like forever. And children are going to read it. Mommy's name is going to be there. They're going to talk about mommies. That's why I have my son watching everything. Although I really get nervous because <laughs> he's critiquing me all the time about everything. <laughs> but to know that long after I no longer am here, my son will have a legacy here because I contributed to this project or some other project. Absolutely. Well, and we talked about that, that, um, we don't realize it that our kids, especially this, you know, it, being moms, because um, we kind of relate that your daughters are watching your moms and your sons are watching your dads. And yes, all that's true. But we don't even think about the fact that our sons are watching what we're doing. So we're leading them on a path. And I think Dr. Sherman had talked to that, about that previously, where they're making judgments on um you know, how they'll move um, as they grow into their manhood on what kind mm -hmm. of woman they want to be with. And, you know, so they, they're paying attention. Mom's not ever sitting on the couch. She don't get much time to sit on the couch and, and flip channels. Absolutely. Um, so they're making, you know, assessments from that. So they're always, as Dr. Jennifer said, y'all was that we're always, we're interviewing every day, even among our family um, and friends who we think, you know, you get you get real comfortable around people sometimes. And, you know, it's I, I've always seen that people kind of call people uptight if if they're always kind of mindful of the space that they're in. And we tend to judge people when it's time to after hours and now we're supposed to release. But, you know, some I don't think it's an uptightness. It's, it's an awareness wow. um, and that you're always aware. You never know, especially with social media around here. Mm -hmm. um, you can't be viewed as a leader over here. And then 
after 7 p.m you know oh no i'm putting the leader hat off i'm doing no 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 you are still a leader you're just a leader doing those things so how does that look you know so i think people need to kind of keep always keep in mind um especially for young people i would encourage young people that if you're thinking about running for office you're thinking about doing something that puts you on a platform where people are going to be looking to you to lead the way in their communities or whatever you need to pay attention to what you're doing now while you're on TikTok and in whatever because mm -hmm. that stuff will come back to bite you um and we didn't have those issues back in the day. So you could keep some of that stuff. Thank God. A little secret. <laughs> but now there's no secrets out there. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that's just an interesting way to look. I love that you said your son is watching. I do the same thing with my son. You know, sometimes on the show, he will pop in. Um, and it kind of gives me an extra smile. My I know my daughter is 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 gleaning, but you know, because we got, got girl time, but the fact that my son will pop in and say, hey, mom, which just reminds me that he's watching or he's proud. Um, and yeah, that's that's a good feeling to know that you are leading not only your daughters, but your sons. Um, so I wanted to ask before we um, get into how they can stay connected with you, because I have absolutely enjoyed you both. Um, thank you for joining me on Lunch with Lisa. But my last question to you all is, and I think, Dr. Shirley, you kind of touched on it. Like, what do you want um, people to gain from reading not just your chapter, but this entire book? Um, and you kind of touched on it because um, I actually agree with you, what you were saying, that this is huge and only the beginning. But share with me a little bit more and then I'll go on to Dr. Karen. But what do you want people to gain from this? Is that... Um leaders producing leaders doesn't stop with your first line subordinate but again this can impact the way the future of this country the future of and the legacy that you leave you know because one has to wonder at least i do when i see negative things i'm just like what kind of mama did he have <laughs> i mean truly you know and it's like i always think those things when in all actuality, it may not have anything to do with his mother or her mother, but that's the first place I default. So I'm very conscious and aware and observant of the moves that I make in front of my son. And mm -hmm. I want him to be positive. And I have conversations with him all the time on how the decisions that he make today, they're going to impact his future tomorrow. And some decisions that you make, <clears throat> you just can't wipe them away. You can't apologize them away. Right. They will impact your life. And as an HR professional, as Dr. Pruden talked about earlier, as I hire people all the time, our people who apply have felonies as young people and did not understand that there will be a consequence that might follow them for their lifetime because of the decision that they made when they were very young and immature and just simply didn't understand. Right. It'll follow you. Everything follows you. Absolutely. Dr. Karen? I guess for me, what I would say is that once you accept the role of leadership, you have the responsibility to lead. Um, I think that's a common theme, even with both of my chapters in number one and number two, um, that I really get a bee in my bonnet when people accept the role of leadership and do not lead. Mm -hmm. People expect you to lead. Um, and so um, don't accept the role if you don't want to lead. And, no, and I, it's not a popularity contest. 
You're not going to always be popular. You Sometimes you're going to be standing alone. Um, sometimes you won't get your thank you until years later. This is true. But <laughs> don't, when you say, I will accept this position, don't be afraid to leave. I, I love, I love all of that. I ditto everything you all said. And it's funny that I can, and I'm just being very transparent. Some of those things I have learned only in, you know, my years since what, 45 to 50. Um, you know, some of that stuff doesn't hit till late. I am sometimes a late bloomer. Um, but, you know, that's because ego gets in the way. You think you know everything. I try to tell, you know, my daughter, that, you know, when I was younger, you know, you think you know everything. You really do. And it's like every 10 year period, you realize that you didn't know nothing. Like <laughs> you get to 30 and you like, Oh, that's what she meant. I mean, I do that all the time with my mom. And then I get the I got to 40 and I was like, oh, okay. And then when I hit 50, oh, that's a whole nother. Um, when I got to 50, it was like you don't even care about the same things that you used to care about because you realize and 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 even your leadership role is just different because Absolutely. you're starting to lead people in the avenue of peace and 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 tranquility and you know, ain't nobody, my, my hashtag used to be, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, <laughs> because it's like, it gets, it gets to a point where you like, it's just not even worth, you know, that, um, like I talk about a book that I'm working on now that says you are not invited. Um, your invitation is not in the mail. Um, and sometimes that's okay. It's, it's really okay. It's the blessing in disguise sometimes, um, not to be invited to the party. Um, so I have truly enjoyed this conversation with you. I could do this over and over and over again. Um, I want to, you know, personally thank you all for joining me on Lunch with Lisa, but also to all of the co-authors that have joined you all. I have taken over May in a wonderful way. This was actually Mother's Day. Um, Mother's Day, well, I've been celebrating moms. Um, so I got, I forgot to mention that, um, Dr. Tashika Green, who, who's actually um, one of the shows we produce, but she's actually Mother of the Year for American mm -hmm. Mothers, um, Inc. She's two, 2022 mother, Maryland Mother of the Year, mm -hmm. so she made the cover of Dove Style Magazine. It's actually the very first cover um, because I was on the first one. I don't count that one. Um, <laughs> I don't want to start with me. We're going to start with Dr. Tashika and um, and actually step into Leadership Greatness Volume 2 by Dr. Um, by visionary Dr. Jennifer Jones Bryant. You all are mentioned on the cover because you all took over the magazine. So for anybody who wants to read up on all the co-authors that have been a part of this book, please go to www.dovestylemagazine.org. Check them out. It is there permanently. And um, I will say that coming for the Hidden Treasure Awards, I'm hoping to do a special print issue um, and then highlight some of those stories that have been in the magazine all year long to celebrate our 10 years, because um, this is huge for me. And we, we started off digital. So print was a whole nother beast. And how I, I, I wanted to do this. So it was like, no, let's just do digital. And so I'm so glad that it moved into a digital world. Um, and I'm so glad that this is global. So it is an international magazine um, and touches many countries all over the world. So 
please continue to support Dovestyle Magazine and check out these ladies because they are in there talking leadership. So I want you all to share with me how people can get in touch with you and contact you. And of course, individually get a book from you. So y'all go out there and get a book from Dr. Shirley, get a book from Dr. Karen and every other co-author, just about one book from everybody and then gift them to everybody. How about that? Um, but Dr. Shirley, tell us how we can find you. I'm on all social media, Facebook, Twitter, um, LinkedIn, as well as Instagram. And my website is let's talk about it at uh, behaviorcoaching.com. Thank you so much. And Dr. Karen, how can people get in touch with you? Well, you can reach me on my website, drkarenhillsprudent.com. And you can find me under my namesake under all social media. But I also have a community of women. So if you're looking for like-minded women who are into pouring into one another and it doesn't always come with the invoice then join my sister leaders community on facebook absolutely so i want to take just a couple minutes to shout out again all of the co-authors and congratulate them the launch was absolutely amazing so let me ask a quick question dr shirley i'll start with you so what did you think about the virtual launch party like what was your favorite part oh my gosh <laughs> okay so my son, you got to know that, said, Mommy, so this virtual lunch party is getting ready to start. Let me get my um, my notebook and my pencil so I can take notes that you all talk about. So I have to say that other than listening to every author speaking about their chapter and what they gleaned from the book or what they hope they would glean from the book. So it, it was just all of it was a lot for me, just a lot. The party, the DJ the the comments the posting the comments by all the authors uh dr bryant opening up being very vulnerable talking about her daughter the beautiful young mrs bryant just everything for me was a lot yes because i wanted to mention that you know there was um the generations were were mixed in this book and um jayla was the youngest but you had you know, and she definitely leading the way. So she had an example on every level and in every career kind of area on leadership. And I like that. It wasn't just one way of doing this. And um, um, Donald Drummer was on there. So everybody had a different twist and perspective. Mm -hmm. um, and it was from the young and it was from the wise I'm going to put myself in that wise category, um, <laughs> but it was it was wonderful to see that everybody work as a team in this collaboration. And I can say this, that um, with this collaboration, it was truly a collaborative effort um, in every aspect of how this thing kind of rolled out. Dr. Karen, what was your favorite part of the virtual launch or one of many favorite parts? Let's say that. <laughs> Yeah, I love the whole thing, but you know, I wasn't surprised or in at all because with Dr. Jen, everything is done in excellence. Absolutely. I mean, everything is done in excellence. And so I am, I consider it an honor to have been, um, you know, um, part of this project behind the visionary Dr. Jennifer Bryant. Um, love the DJ. Yeah, you know, love the yeah. DJ. DJ you know, Randy, shout out. Yes, yes love, love the DJ. But I also love watching Jayla. I, for some reason, I just, yeah. you know, I'm all caught up in the next generation of leadership and she has it going on. Yes, she, she is does. the next generation of, of female. She's a sister leader, honorable sister leader. And I am all caught up in the next generation of young ladies 
cool. When you look at them, you know she's already a leader, not a leader in the making. Absolutely. She's already a leader, and you can't wait to see what God has in store uh, for this next generation of leaders. And so I was just pretty much in awe um, about the whole experience, but I am really, really happy of what, what's in store for Miss Jayla Bryant. I totally agree. Um, I enjoyed the whole thing. And it's kind of nice to see young people just kind of stepping out there um, with such confidence. Um, she was a pleasure to interview. She was a pleasure to watch. Um, just yes. Um, and definitely want to get her out there to show as an example, because sometimes young people don't see other young people doing extraordinary things. Um, and so they think they can't do it, but she's a perfect example of that. So thank you again for joining us. Yes. Jayla is the bomb. Thank y'all so much. Um, remember that Luncheon with Lisa comes on every Thursday, 7 to 8 PM Eastern standard time. And we go live on Facebook and YouTube. And we also show up on, um, radio public apple podcast google podcast so you can catch us on spotify so you can't use the excuse oh i couldn't get on a seat there's no excuses because you can listen to us in your car or you can watch us on social media um but please continue to come back and support us and we stay tuned because there's more to come with this book this is not the last time you'll see this book but last but not least go out there and get your copy from your favorite co-author whoever you're connected with um and support this um book and share it with your family and friends because everybody needs to have one of these in their their repertoire books back here you see i got books everywhere so that is definitely probably a few of them will be over there just because um so until next week thank you and have a wonderful weekend